Nothing can exist between the state and the individual. That is the hallmark of Marxism, communism, totalitarian governments. You have to be powerless as an individual. They don't want you to be raised by your family. They certainly don't want you to have a God you rely on. You have all heard the breaking news now that Jane's revenge has been threatening with real threats, uh, talking about how the firebombing at uh, crisis pregnancy centers, I guess, wasn't enough. They're saying more is coming. And that's been predicted. You know, we've got someone with us today who is a former CIA officer. He's looked into what could be coming and what we can expect. You're going to want to stay tuned for this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Sam Faddis, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sam, maybe you can start uh, with telling us a little bit about your background. I'm a former U.S. Army officer, and then I spent 20 years undercover in the Central Intelligence Agency uh, as an operations officer, which means an operator abroad in the Middle East and uh, South Asia primarily. And another decade after that, working with other elements of the intelligence community. Uh, these days, I do a lot of national security commentary, um, also run an online magazine called And Magazine at Substack. Uh, spend a lot of time trying to tell the truth about things that doesn't seem like most people want to talk about. So now we have a situation in the United States that's unfolding, probably been here for a long, long time, but it's unfolding now in earnest. We've seen very strange things from law enforcement not engaging where you'd think Obviously, we've had over 23 crisis pregnancy centers attacked, vandalized, four of them firebombed. Tell us, in your opinion, from your vast background, what's going on here and what does the public really need to know? To start with, what the public needs to understand and probably a great deal of the public suspects, but again, it sort of gets put into the Maxwell Smart cone of silence and we just don't talk about it, is that we're looking at... at violence that has really been ongoing, you know, since the infamous summer of love when cities were being burned. And it is being perpetuated by, it's being financed, directed, organized by, I mean, I, I mean that exactly the way I'm putting it, by Marxist communist organizations in this country that have a very express agenda. And that agenda is to destroy the existing political, economic, and social structure of this country. And, you know, if that sounds like science fiction, well, it probably would have sounded that way to me a few years ago, too. too but it is, in fact, uh, true. And that is exactly what we're seeing right now in this run-up to what I'm afraid is going to be some very significant violence connected to Roe v. Wade and the whole abortion controversy. Not that we haven't already seen violence, as you indicated, but it's going to get a lot worse. What changed your mind? You said a few years ago, had someone told you about the sort of cabal you're talking about, you wouldn't have believed it. What moved you from that disbelief to uh, an understanding that this is in fact the case? 
the process that I have gone through is probably a process that is familiar to many, many Americans, which is there's not a light bulb that goes on over your head. Boom, there's an epiphany. Suddenly I see clearly everything around. It happens in stages. You feel like you're awakening to a realization of what's happening and you understand how bad it is. And then six months later, you think, good Lord, I didn't realize how bad it was at all. And the next year you realize, wow, I'm still not grasping it. And for myself and my wife, who's also a retired CIA operations officer, I think this was enhanced by the fact that we spent such a large portion of our lives basically overseas. And if we were home, we were getting ready for the next assignment. So we weren't really focused on the States. We were getting ready to get through the training course, learn a new language, get back out to a new country. So it wasn't until we retired and really settled back into the, the States that, and, and sort of started living here full time again, that we, we actually literally looked at each other one day in the kitchen. We were talking about something and just paused and said, what happened to the country we were defending while we were gone? Like while we were out on the walls defending the Republic, what has been happening here? Because all of a sudden you realize things, Think this is this is not the country I left decades decades before. It's been that process. It, again, it's just a series of events as you dig into it. And of course, I'm an intelligence officer. My whole job is always was to get to the truth. You don't you don't write the story you want to write. You write the story that the facts tell you to write, like like a good investigative journalist. And when you follow the facts and just open your eyes and start running this down, you realize, wow, this is crystal clear. In fact, the only thing that's shocking is that nobody wants to talk about it, that, that you can cover burning cities and not mention the fact that an organization called the Revolutionary Communist Party USA is sponsoring it. That seems like a pretty big deal that there's a Stalinist organization behind Milwaukee burning, and yet somehow nobody manages to mention it. If you were to say, in addition to that, so we can have sort of three major points of reference that for you point to this conclusion um, in, in a way that's really unassailable. What would the other two be? Look at the agenda, but also in tandem with that, just listen to what they say. Okay. In the case of these organizations, they don't hide this. When I'm writing about the organizing of violent actions in Washington, D.C. by Rise Up for Abortion Rights, for instance. And I say, as I have said repeatedly, it is a creation whole cloth of a Stalinist communist organization. I didn't have to go recruit a super secret spy to get inside the Revolutionary Communist Party of the United States. It's not like a three-year operation undercover like we're back in, back in the agency. Uh, you know, you go find their website and then you read their constitution for their new socialist republic USA and you watch a few YouTube videos where they're speaking in public in broad daylight look at the agenda here we're talking about abortion rights for instance whatever the heck that's supposed to mean exactly and but all of the verbiage associated with this is also it's not just talking about a woman's right to choose again whatever exactly that's supposed to mean and I'm but there's a full-on attack on what they call the patriarchy, right? This is not just this narrow issue. It is a, an attack on every element of that. 
And as we have seen right out of the blocks in the last couple of months, an immediate attack upon religion, right? In and, and not just because it coincidentally some center happened to be co-located with a Christian center. Expressly, they are targeting religion and they denigrate it and destroy it. So I've spent a lot of time in my life working against Marxist organizations and crawling inside them and recruiting sources. So I have spent way more time than any human should ever have to spend listening to the madness of Marxist ideology, because that's how you do it. Why do you destroy that? Because there cannot be a God. There cannot be religion. There can't be a family. Nothing can exist between the state and the individual. That is the hallmark of Marxism, communism, totalitarian governments. You have to be powerless as an individual. They don't want you to be raised by your family. They certainly don't want you to have a God you rely on. You, you are naked before the state and they own you. That's the bottom line. We have so far seen, since sort of even the hint of uh, the ruling in Dobbs that might challenge Roe or might overturn Roe, the, the leak of the decision or of a, a preliminary kind of thing, a draft decision, already violence, as we mentioned at the outset, 23 uh, crisis pregnancy centers, vandalized, attacked, four of them firebombed. We've seen the arrest of someone who really was attempted murder outside Kavanaugh's house. We've also seen churches disrupted, masses where uh, women uh, disrobe and are naked running through the church, screaming, my body, my choice, whatever they yell. But you think there's going to be more and it's going to get worse. Please explain. Without question. First of all, let's remember that really you're looking at the same entities that organized the violence that we saw in our cities during the Trump presidency, okay, that still celebrate on all of their websites the sacking of the third precinct in Milwaukee, where the cops were ultimately police officers forced to run for their lives. That's celebrated as like a glorious victory. So th these are the same people that are now organized, exactly the same entities. And if you look at what they're saying online, they are expressly talking in terms of violence. They are celebrating violence. Uh, one of the videos uh, that is circulating online, it's a, an animation, obviously, it's a prediction, if you will, or a visualization of what they hope happens, shows a woman in one of these handmaiden outfits that, you know, with the red cloak and the whole shtick, she runs into a building, throws some sort of explosive device. And then the next scene is her and a bunch of other women dressed the same way running and the entire building detonates. It's not even just setting fire to an empty building in the middle of the night, not that that's okay. This is expressly an occupied building and they're detonating it and they're celebrating that. The whole point is, this is what we want you to do. Keep in mind also, I mean, look, you know, you have a Homeland Security Department that seriously keeps telling, I mean, they have time to go dedicate resources to the supposed threat of violence from parents who dare to show up at school board meetings talking about why are you 
talking to my kid about transgender ideology. Why don't you teach him to read? That's, that's the focus of the Department of Homeland Security. So th- there's nobody looking at this. I mean, ideologically, this is, you know, it's hands off for federal law enforcement investigation. So there's nobody working to tear this out. I mean, I can tell you as a guy who, my whole job was to crawl inside groups like Al-Qaeda and so forth and recruit sources. I mean, this ought to be an easy day for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. If they could tear apart the mafia and the Ku Klux Klan, they can sure beat up Antifa and all of these guys, if anybody gave them the direction to do so. But they're being told to leave them alone and walk away. So what you have is a rising threat level, and they've been given a free hand. That speaks, of course, to a deep corruption uh, that is beyond kind of an even ideological stance on abortion that speaks to the ready readiness to undermine American civilization as a whole that would have to be coming from the highest echelons of power. As a journalist, what's your evidence? My evidence is that all you have to do is look at them and you will see that it is happening, right? I mean, we have a Department of Homeland Security that answers directly to the president of the United States. What are the orders being given to the Department of Homeland Security? Like, I don't have to guess what they're doing behind closed doors and kind of ferret this out. I can just watch. I mean, literally, we have seen bulletins come out from the Department of Homeland Security saying we need to focus on the rising threat from parents at school board meetings and threats to school institutions. Okay, I'm involved in a lot of stuff on a lot of different levels. I've been to a bunch of school board meetings, as I'm sure many viewers have over the last year or two. I've seen people who are fired up about their kids. I've never seen anybody come within 10 miles of threatening violence, engaging in violence. There's no such threat. Meanwhile, you have entire cities that have burned and precincts that have been destroyed. Those organizations that are behind that are well-known and still in existence and receiving funding hundreds of millions of dollars. Black Lives Matter got $100 million from Ford Foundation alone. They then go out and engage and express violence. Cops are killed, precincts are burned. Not a finger is, is lifted, right? That, I mean, again, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. We're not talking about an expression of sentiment. I mean, any person who doesn't agree with that statement as an expression of fact that obviously all human life matters, but I don't know what to say to you. I can't, you know, you're lost. But Black Lives Matter is an expressly Marxist organization dedicated to the overthrow of our society. Again, spend five minutes and read what they write. Amongst other things, they are dedicated to the destruction of the family unit and all traditional social roles. They say it and they act on it and they burn towns and the Federal Bureau of Investigation watches them. So I guess that's my evidence. Doesn't seem to matter. Even the corruption of their very leaders, them using the millions of dollars to buy their own mansions and give mansions to their uh, parents and whatnot, none of it seems to matter. And I find it particularly sick. I mean, most of these groups are sick, honestly, in my opinion. But when you have an organization like Black Lives Matter that capitalizes on the fact that there are massive legitimate problems in huge chunks of the black community in the United States still for a whole variety of reasons. 
And instead of focusing on that and using that money and working to do something meaningful to improve the lives of every kid in West Baltimore who's trying desperately not to get sucked into violence and and drug and gang activity. And instead you buy mansions for yourself and pose as some kind of guerrilla leader. I mean, that's particularly evil, I think. You're like sucking the lifeblood out of this and claiming you're representing these people. And in fact, all you're doing is greasing your own palm. I mean, and the first thing of course you do is go buy a mansion in an area that inevitably turns out to be 99% white after you've told everybody about how you're standing with these folks. There's some more corruption that's been pointed out. And I know that you've been writing about it as well. And that is the revelations from the Hunter Biden laptop. And what have they done, these new revelations? First of all, I should start with, what's your appreciation, given your background in the CIA, of the veracity of these reports? Overwhelmingly, they're entirely accurate. I mean, I should add that I, I have a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive. I try desperately to avoid looking at images and video on it and focus on the substance of it, although it's a little hard given the way the hard drive is all fragmented. There's immense evidence on there of Hunter's involvement in all kinds of nefarious and really distasteful things, you know, whether we're talking sex, drugs, everything else in the world. To me, that's not really the central issue though, right? I mean, to the extent it may in fact involve sex trafficking and the, and the abuse of women and so forth, I'm not minimizing it. But the central issue here is the evidence that's on that laptop that shows that the amount of money that has flowed into Hunter's hands. And in my opinion, without question into the broader Biden enterprise, because from an American national security perspective, which is you know my bread and butter, that's the key issue, right? It, it's, you have an enterprise that has been taking all this money. Joe is now sitting in the Oval Office. What did all of these people get in return for that money? I mean, a lot of this came from the Chinese Communist Party. They don't give away money for nothing. Hunter has no discernible skills other than snorting cocaine and running around with prostitutes, as far as I can tell. Nobody's paying Hunter Biden millions of dollars for his skills. He is a bag man. Money goes to him and it moves on. So that, And these guys are not fools. They may be evil, but they're hard-nosed. When you start forking over money, or as they did at one point in one transaction, handed Hunter $1.5 billion, you got to ask yourself, what did they get in return? Everybody talks about the potential to blackmail Joe Biden. Very few people talk about the fact that there's a strong possibility they bought Joe Biden a long time ago. Not a question of theoretically they could blackmail him at a future date. You got a guy sitting in the White House who has taken, at this point, we have no idea how much money from our number one enemy on the face of the earth. That's the hard truth of that. This paints a rather dark picture what can Americans do to fight back, to fight for civilization, to fight, to, to regain freedom in America? I do a lot of speaking and traveling around and working with, you know, conservative organizations and so forth. And at some point in the conversation, it always comes down to this, right? It's like, okay, thanks, Sam. You really depressed us. Now, what do we do? Now, what do we do about it? Now that, now that I'm all bummed out, what am I supposed to do other than go home and sit on the couch and yell at the television? 
And my answer is always just get up and do whatever you can. Like you're not powerless and you don't have to fix it all by yourself. You don't have to go run for president or run for Senate, but everybody can identify something right in front of them that they can do. Start going to your school board meetings and pushing back on an agenda that is trying to teach your little boy that he's really a girl and your little girl that he's really a boy and that they should owe their primary allegiance, put their faith in the government, not their father and mother. Go to your county council meetings. I don't know, run for the school board, run for state representative, whatever it is, just get back in the game and push back. Because I mean, I, I would summarize for you, the totality of this, I think boils down to we, and I will put myself at the top of that list, kind of assumed that somebody else was taking care of all of this. It was all under control. It was all okay. We're the biggest, most powerful, wealthiest nation in history, yada, yada. And then one day we all woke up and looked around and said, wow, what is going on here? What is happening? How, why do our schools teach our kids ideology hostile to everything our nation is about? Why does our government act contrary to our interests? I mean, look around us right now. Why is gas over $5 a how, how did we suddenly magically, I'm laughing, not because it's funny, because it's just so insane. How did we magically go in about a year from energy independence and gas at 250 a gallon or whatever it was to begging the Iranians to sell us gas, begging the Venezuelans for gas and paying, pushing six bucks now in a lot of places. I mean, you know, we lost control of our country. We're expecting any day the Dobbs ruling to be handed down. Presumably, it will still overturn Roe v. Wade. The, the abortion argument will then move to the states. But you're suggesting there's going to be some major violence. What can parents do around the country to protect their families? First of all, demand that law enforcement take this seriously and, 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 get, answer, and get answers from people. But recognize, particularly if you have, I mean, if, if you're, if you go to church, if you are involved with your church, if you run any Christian associated, I'm using a very loose term, I, I understand, enterprise, you know, you pregnancy counseling center, anything else that is identifiable connected to the Christian faith in particular. If you're not right now focused on the fact that this is a real security threat, you need to get focused right now. This is for real. Uh, it's not just going to be spray painting on walls. Not that that's okay. It's not just going to be breaking a window in the middle of the night. You know, you're potentially going to have to, we've already seen people, as you said, disrupting services. You're going to go from that to violence in services and violence against worshipers. So it's a sick situation that we have to even be thinking in terms of protecting people going to worship. But unfortunately, that's our reality. So schools absolutely associate with that. Anybody like that, you've got you, any entity like that in particular, you really need to wake up and be focused on this. Sam Faddis, thank you for joining us and for warning us and for giving us the tools we need. Where again can people go to read what you provide? And Magazine, A-N-D Magazine at Substack. So A-N-D Magazine.substack.com. We're doing a lot of coverage on this right now. Awesome, Sam. Thank you so very much. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time.